listening to PetLifeRadio.com. everybody and welcome to Alive Again on Pet Life Radio. I'm Brent Atwater. I'm the animal medium. That's right. I see and talk face to face to your dead pets. It's really fun. And today what we're going to talk about is something that interests everybody. Do you ever wonder if your pet can communicate with you or connect with you from the other side? Well, they can. And do you ever think that maybe they can send you signs and say, hey mom, I'm okay. Everything's great. They can. And today we're going to talk to Amanda Powers and hear some of the things and ways her pet contacted her. But first, we're going to talk about our new book called After Death Signs from Pets in the Afterlife and Animals in Heaven. And our book has been out for several weeks now, and we really invite you to take a look at it because what it does is it teaches you animal connection techniques. And you're going, I can't talk about animal connection techniques because I can't even animal communicate. Well, that's wrong. If you can think about your pet in your heart, then you can, in fact, connect on an electromagnetic level. Now you're going, well, that's too much to think about while I'm on this radio show. And you go, no, it's not. Go over to my YouTube channel under Brent Atwater. You'll see a whole bunch of archive things, and it will teach you how to connect with your pet. You'll have all sorts of techniques over there. And for those of you who just like me like to see it done, we show you how to do it. So you can get your book. You can open the pages like thump, thump, thump. Go over and then say, how do I ask a pet to do this in a dream? And then we have a video that matches it so you can put the two together and figure it out. Look, my mother's 84-year-old garden club can do this, so you can too. And what do we talk about? We talk about how to ask a specific question to your pet in a dream and, yeah, actually get an answer. We talk about how to remember that dream. Now, in front of all this, the most important thing is to use your protection prayer. And you're going, what do I want to use that old prayer for? Well... What you want to use that prayer for is to protect yourself because there is dark forces in the world and light forces. Very real. We even did a YouTube video on animal connection gone wrong. You might want to check that out. And we also did a archive in our podcast on animal communication gone wrong. So pay attention to that because after you listen to it, you'll make sure you do your protection prayer. After you do your protection prayer, then we have, do you know how many different signs there are from pets? I mean, her book is like 239 pages of them. And Amanda's going to talk about some of her pets right after we talk to our sponsor. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com We're back! 
And you know, we were getting ready to talk about all the kinds of signs that pets present us with. Amanda, are you with us this afternoon? Yes, hello, Brent. Hi, glad that you're taking the time to share your experiences and tell us what your pet has shared with you, which I think is pretty cool. Okay, well, Dynamite, she started giving me signs very quickly after her transition. Okay, now... Let's take right there. I'm going to interrupt Amanda, folks. For those of you going, that was really rude of you. She was talking and you done broke in on her. Well, (laughs) let me tell you why I'm doing that. Because when she brings up an educational point, I want to point it out to you because if you're a newbie to these signs, it'll help you understand them and help you believe them a whole bunch more. Let's tell the dynamite was like one dynamite Tibetan terrier. Is that correct? Tibetan Spaniel. Tibetan see, I can't even look at a dog and know what it is. <laughs> so anyway, if you'd like to see, this is just one precious dog, and we'll put her up, her picture on it with our uh, when we post our episode so you can see her, because her name, Dynomite, she was in fact Dynomite. That little girl could flat do some talking. So if you will do your question and explain how you got your sign slowly, then I'm going to intercede yeah, and explain what you mean. And the first thing she said is that dynamite came to her early. Okay, folks, here's the way it goes. The minute, the nanosecond, a pet slips out of their body, they can talk to you while they're vacating their fursuit, even while they're being euthanized. And you go, well, how do you know that? Well, hello, I watch pet energy as it vacates the fursuit, goes through transition, crosses the death line. And so when she said that Dynamite contacted her and started showing her signs immediately, they can be standing by you as the vet techs or whomever is carrying their fursuit out. So a lot of people have the misconception that you have to wait No, 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 no. I mean, Amanda, how soon was it that, you know, Dynamite didn't have to rest on the other side. Dynamite didn't have to get, oh, she's tired. No, we're going to do a whole show on wrong information from animal communicators. Do take the time to listen to that because there's a lot of wrong information out there. And a lot of it is about when you can receive signs and how your pets are. So tell us, how soon after Dynamite transitioned did she start contacting you? Okay. I mean, it really was, when I say immediate, she did transition very rapidly and there was just an immediate feeling once she had transitioned, a feeling in my heart that she had spoke to me. And at this point I hadn't developed an awareness of any of these signs or the, the communication. It was just a feeling that I'll never forget. I just knew that she was telling me that this wasn't it. Did you tell her, did you feel warm? Did you have chills? Did you have any of those signs? How did it feel inside of you? It definitely was warm. It was a warm feeling. It was a feeling that I associated with the way dynamite made me feel. Okay, and see, now that's important. Did y'all hear that? Say that again for them. Okay, it was a feeling that I associated with how dynamite always made me feel. When she was alive. Yes. So, listeners, this is really important. The feeling that you have inside your heart when they're alive will be the same feeling you have inside your heart when they're living energy. And that's how Amanda knew. It was as if dynamite was there, but the first suit wasn't. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. That's how it felt. The emotion didn't change at all inside. It wasn't like darker, taller, fatter, wider, colder, thinner, any of that. It was the exact same emotion, correct? Yes, yes. It just it just mirrored how she made me feel when she was alive. Because she always important. yeah, she always cheered me up and she just had a warm spirit. So 
that's kind of what led me to even look further into this and to look for more signs. Now, what are you going to tell somebody? Because I'm going to play skeptic here. How do you know it was your dog that you had that feeling about? And maybe it was just because you were being strange from grief. What are you going to tell them that that's not so that you knew inside? I mean, I think that anyone who's ever had a strong connection with a pet, you just, it's not like anything else. Um, and it's a heart connection. And when you know it, it's just, it's a truth in your heart. You just know it. Yep. And so what she's saying is trust your heart. You were connected to your pet before they passed. You're connected to them while they're crossing the death line. And after transition, you're just as connected to their living energy. Nothing's changed. They just laid down the first suit and went to the other side. Now, so after that, when did she contact you next? Okay, I would say it was probably because the first day, obviously, a lot to process. Well, more than the first day. But so the second, right the day after, I remember, and I'll never forget this. I was sitting in my house. I knew I have two other dogs, and I knew they were asleep in their favorite spots in the house. And I heard scratching at the door, which Dynamite would do to let me know she wanted to go in a room, out a room. She was ready to move on somewhere. And I look around, take a survey of the room, and there's the dogs are sleeping. So I just I heard it. It was very distinct. And that was probably the next big sign because she wasn't trying to be subtle at this point. She was none of her signs have really been subtle. They've just been, you know, just there to let me know, hey, I'm here. Now, when people say subtle, here's what they mean. Sometimes, like in the book, we have like, whoa, probably 20 sections of signs. Like you can look up what your sign that you think might be a sign. And the most important thing is if you don't believe in yourself, like, well, I don't know if I trust myself. I don't know if that's a sign or not. Then you just need to trust your pet because let me tell you, they are way creative and they can manipulate energy. And what Dynamite was doing was manipulating energy so it made a sound. And that's why electromagnetics work. They can create sounds very easily. And one of the things you have to do is think about, okay, Dynamite did that all the time when she was alive. So they're going to choose a lot of things that you're going, no, can't be because they don't have a fursuit. When, yeah, they can be because all they're doing is manipulating energy. And that's what it's about when they're without the fursuit. So don't not trust your pet and don't disbelieve yourself. Give them the opportunity so that they can show you signs. Now, if you sit there with going, I ain't buying into any of this. It's not happening. This isn't real. And those people are strange that think you can talk to a dead pet. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. Okay? Those people are more aware, have a heightened sense of energy, and have an open mind to all there is. So I'm defending us. And by doing that, your pet's sitting on the other side going, huh, let's see how I can be creative again. And how did Dynamite follow that little first routine up? Okay. Yeah, and she... She does has a variety of signs. That's a theme with her. She has a few things that are like her calling card, I say, but then she has a few things that just kind of surprise me. And one that I remember in particular, it was actually um, the day I was going to pick up her her ashes. So very emotional day for me. And that just, you know, it's just a quiet day and, you know, just a lot of feelings going on. And I go to leave my house and over in the field I see three deer 
just standing as still as they can. Wildlife is a theme with her because she knows I love the outdoors. And it was all just like the de- I just I saw the deer, which you know I see deer a lot. I live in the country, but there was something about them just standing there, like still in the moment, kind of almost honoring my feelings at that time. I don't know if anybody else is having goosebumps, but I've got them all over me. Go ahead. (laughs) And it's just a moment where I just said, okay, Dinah, I know, I know that's you. And she was just, she knew that that was going to be really hard for me. So she was taking the time to to remind me that, you know, that she was there. Now you see folks, you're going, well, I don't know how a deer can do, represent this little dog. Let me tell you again, it's in your heart because you just know that that stillness is what she had created, the symbolism, because the three deer, like the three dogs, it's like, mm-hmm. hello, and there they are standing out there to say, hey, I'm here too. There's not two of us, there's three of us. Exactly, yes, and the number three was very significant. And that she does throw the number three out <laughs> in her signs, just, to, just in case I wasn't paying enough attention, that always seals the deal. And why is three so important to her? Three... I feel like, well, I've had, she had, I've had three dogs and they grew up together, spent their lives together. And I think it's just, I think it's her way of letting me know that I still have three dogs. She's Mm -hmm. still with me. She's still in my heart. I don't just have two anymore. She's not gone. And she just knew that my trio of dogs was so important to me, like my family. So I think she just likes to acknowledge the fact that they're all still present. Totally agree with that. And people, what you don't understand is that lots of times pets will use wildlife to show you that your pet is saying hello. Um, when Mike passed away, I would have hummingbirds and dragonflies and a fox would stand outside and he loved duck and he would have a pair of wild geese come by and a pair of mallard and mallard ducks on the pond. And it was all symbols that were important to him. But I knew when they showed up, it was about Mike saying hello. And as Amanda says, the symbolism in the numbers don't discount any of that. There's a wonderful book by Doreen Virtue called Healing with the Angels. And in the back, there's a subset of numbers and it says what the numbers mean. And I always like to look that up. And so when you get numbers, whether it'll be on a clock or like the symbolism of three because there's three alive and well, and she had two dogs alive and well in fursuits and one alive and well on the other side. And when you, quote, blow things off like that, you're really discounting the creativity that your animal has put together on the other side. So we're going to let you think about that for a little bit, and we're going to come right back after a word from our sponsor. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four-legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow the Pet Lady on Twitter at Pet Lady World. You can also learn more at the Pet Lady at thepetlady.net. 
Franklin is part Beagle and part Yellow Lab. He was rescued in 2010 from the streets of Los Angeles. Somebody threw him out of a car and shattered his leg. He was malnourished and emaciated. He was also shedding excessively. The vet bills, the uh, prescriptions became increasingly expensive and he wasn't eating. That led me to look for other food sources for Franklin, including a raw dog food diet. I found the uh, the entire recipe, which incorporated raw meat, eggs, rice, Dinovite, and Lico Chops, his omega-3 supplement on Dinovite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. 859-428-1000. Now he's thriving. He's shedding much less. He never misses mealtime, and his coat is soft and shiny. like that you guys are focusing on rescue dogs. I think every rescue deserves at least 90 days of Dinovite. Oh. 859-428-1000. Start that little pet off right. Just go to Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back. And we're going to talk about more sections from my book, After Death Signs from Pet Afterlife and Animals in Heaven. And somebody goes, why did you say all those words? Well, here's why. After death is because the fursuit is gone. That's why I said after death signs. And after death also means there is life after death. Afterlife is a place that pets can live while they're on the other side. But they don't have to stay in the afterlife because afterlife is just a suburb. If your pet reincarnates, then they have animal life after death. So you're going, that's a lot of words for stuff. Well, it is. After death means the fact that they left their body. Afterlife is the suburb they're living in. And animal life after death is when they come on back. Now, in between, there's lots of fun things that are happening. And Amanda's going to talk about that next. Tell us about oversoling. Okay. Yeah. One of the signs that dynamite has exhibited is what I've, what I've felt to be overstoling, um, using my dogs, Dominic and Schroeder. And just basically they will exhibit characteristics that they didn't before, but were things I associated with dynamite. Like she had a particular way she would roll over to have her belly rubbed and she would stretch out her arms. And this was kind of her, her signature. And there are, have been plenty of instances where both of my boys since have have done that same stretch and that same style of roll over where they didn't before. Now, when y'all are listening to this, I hear some of you with the hands on your head going, no, there's no, that's just a coincidence. Let me tell you why it's not a coincidence. Oversoling is a contract made from a pet on the other side with a pet on earth. And the contract means that the pet on earth has agreed to take direction from the heavenly pet so that it tells mom hi and reminds mom that the pet in heaven is doing fine and is happy and well. Now, if you want to know, there's a whole chapter in my book on oversoling, and there's a chapter on overimaging for those of you who have reincarnated pets. 
And I've done several videos on my YouTube station. And go over there and subscribe. We release about two or three videos every week. And we'd love for you to see them because a lot of them are extensions of our radio shows or actually the how-to techniques of what we're talking about on radio. So oversouling is a pet in heaven directing the characteristics of a pet on earth by their agreement. So when she's talking about dynamite signature stretch and tummy rub, her other pets had never done this before in their life. Is that correct? Yes, they had I mean, a whole never. different style. Like they, they just roll flat on their back, and you know, she had a very particular way of doing it, which I always noticed about her. And yeah, when they do it, it's like they're acting on her behalf, I guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's right. what oversoling is. Now, a lot of people mistake oversoling as, oh, that's my reincarnated pet. No, oversoling is intermittent. Keyword, it can be intermittent for years, but it is not a reincarnated pet. It's intermittent, even if it's for years. Oversoling is short-term, okay? And so that's really important for you to know about it. And So don't, you know, get all worked up and think, oh, my pet's back, because sometimes it's not. It's the fact that it is, in fact, short-term. And as she said, they always choose moves. It's sort of like, you know, John Travolta is staying alive and Elvis and his moves. They always choose moves that makes mom smile and go, yeah, Dinah used to do that. So when you see it happening, they will make sure that the other pet acts on their behalf and is doing their signature stuff. So you go, oh, that sort of looks like dynamite. Well, there's your key. If you're thinking, oh, that sort of looks like dynamite, then that's definitely dynamite oversoling her brothers. What other things did she do? Okay, well, I mentioned the tummy rub. Another thing that really struck me as peculiar is she always liked to perch on any kind of furniture she could. She was really she was smaller than her brothers, more agile, and she wanted to be up high so she could see everything. Now, her, her brothers never really cared for much for that. They're bigger. It's harder for them to get up on the sofa, top of the sofa. And I will walk in sometimes and see them perched in her spot. In her spot. Now, see, that's an add-on. She's going, look, Mom, in case you don't get the perch (laughs) oversoling part, let me put a little add-on in here. So in case you got blonde, you know, it's like, hello, did you get it? I'm giving you a two-for-one here oversoling. So don't think this stuff again. (laughs) You can see their name on a billboard. Hello. There's that's them saying hello for you today. You can hear your favorite song that you used to sing to them. Mm-hmm. What else did she do? I love Dynamite. She was a good girl. <laughs> well, you mentioned seeing their name in print, and Dynamite isn't the most common word. I mean, you no. can only use it in certain phrases, and I see the word Dynamite now more than I ever remember seeing it. <laughs> Clever little girl, isn't she? <laughs> when she knew I loved her name, it suited her so well, and it just makes I'll see it, and it just makes me smile. It comes out unexpectedly. And yeah, and it makes it even more special that it's not your it's not your average word that you no, just... you don't go to the grocery store and see dynamite. You you know, it's more like <laughs> do not enter the dynamite blasting zone, something close and personal. You know, another thing that pets can do is use nature, not the animals in nature, but nature itself 
to let you know that they're alive and well. And Dynamite did a really good job about that. How about telling us about that, Amanda? Okay. Brent, this is um, probably her most prominent sign that I see most often because it can just, it can happen in all sorts of ways. She started communicating early on using fall leaves. She knows that was one of my favorite times of year. And basically, um, one thing that would happen is we'll be, I'll be walking with the boys, taking them on their walk. And even on days where it wasn't particularly windy, we would be walking and then some leaves would just kind of scamper across the sidewalk, almost along with us. And it just well, seemed right. That's really something that a lot of times people will have wind chimes. And we have this in right. my book. People yeah. have wind chimes and there's absolutely no wind and the wind chimes will ring. My little dog will ring her wind chimes when I'm just standing there sometimes and I turn around and say, thank you, Electra. I love you, sweetie pie. And I know she's telling me hello, just like you're saying there's no wind. You're walking the dogs and all of a sudden these leaves are scampering by. Oh, yeah. Hello, dynamite. <laughs> and they almost scamper in the way that kind of mimics the way she had a very particular run. Um, she had a little very, sachet. Yeah, she had a very particular way of moving. And the, I mean, it just kind of embodies that and um the leaves i'll come in a leaf will be stuck in one of my boys tails they've got real long fluffy tails and almost every time we come in from a walk they will even when we're not walking out where there's many leaves i will have to pick a leaf out of their fur that just decided to stick she's letting you know she's come back in the house after you finish the walk (laughs) with everybody exactly oh yeah she yeah we um they just have a way of appearing we had a lot of snow here recently, and um, we're out walking after the snow had melted. We had probably close to a foot of snow, Ooh. and m- me and my mom were walking, and we looked down, and there's this perfectly red fall leaf, like it had just fallen out of a tree. And how it no wasn't, tree, huh? <laughs> yeah, how it wasn't all dry and crinkly like the rest of them, I'll never know. But it just was like, you know, and I was like, "Hi, Dinah. I know that's you." <laughs> And one, the leaf sign that gave me the biggest, like, goosebumps. Because a lot of these, there's things I experience and they're in nature. I know some people might be skeptical and say, well, there's leaves everywhere. But it's not every time I see a leaf, I'm like, oh, there's Dinah. It's a certain, I get a certain feeling and I know, okay, there's her telling me hello. Mm -hmm. But I had her cremated and I commissioned her an urn by an artist in um, Georgia who I'd never met. And she ships it to me and I open it and she has a a letter and I read it and she says, I've had these for years and have been waiting for the right time to give them to somebody. And I open this envelope and it's two copper dipped leaves. Oh, Lord. Mm, Chills. I mean, I have chills every time I tell that story and I saved the note and I've kept it and I'm just like, okay, (laughs) all right, Dinah. (laughs) Um, Somehow. Yeah. It's just because I've never met this lady. She didn't, you know, she didn't know me. She didn't know know the nature connection between me and dynamite and she just happened to have these tucked away in a drawer and then they end up with me no coincidences (laughs) (laughs) exactly yes and And that's um, the way it comes and you see the more you're open to things like that the more creative and innovative your pet can be because if you're sitting there all tight going well i don't think i'm gonna see anything i'm not getting anything Then the pet's going, okay, you don't want anything. I won't send you anything. So allow yourself, allow yourself to enjoy their innovativeness and their creativeness. Like, are there times when you say, okay, Dinah, show me a sign, and she just makes up something and sends it anyway? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't find myself having to ask for her for signs that much. They come pretty frequently on their own. Unless I'm asking for them and I don't realize I'm asking for them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe I'm asking for them in my heart and they just, they're there. That's- and that's something to, you don't have to ask a lot of times. Now, some people say, well, what if I want to ask? Well, if you want to ask, go get my book, After Death Signs. There's a whole chapter, it's about 10 pages of how to ask. And it teaches you how to ask to see a spirit visitation, how to ask to feel a presence, you know, an energetic visitation, how to see a sparkle form. It teaches you how to ask to get signs. It teaches you how to ask for them to come in your dreams. It teaches you how to ask them to answer questions in your dreams. So it's a very much of a how-to manual of asking your pet and connecting with your pet to have the signs come to you. And then the other 200 pages is about, okay, I got a sign. Let me get the book out. And Okay, on page 44, this is what a white dove means. Or, okay, on page 22, this is what a sign means on the billboard. And, okay, on 44, this is what it means when there's a heart-shaped rock in my path or a dust ball under my bed. So, there are lots of pages that if you get signs, you can go look them up and go, what does this mean? And find what it means. And then you'll have a whole bunch of examples from all over the world of people who have experienced these signs. And it lets you know, well, it's not just me over here sitting thinking I'm strange because there are all these people from all over the world that are getting the same thing. So we hope that that allows you to expand your awareness and to open your mind to allow your pet to be much more creative and innovative. And you don't have to ask, but some people do need to ask in that you're going, well, you just contradicted yourself. Yes and no. If you have enough patience, you really don't have to ask because they're going to send you signs anyway. After your grieving quits and when the environment of your energy field, and this is probably the key to the whole thing, when the environment of your energy field is calm enough and receptive enough to believe and to enjoy your pet sending signs. If you're all worked up and crying like crazy, (laughs) we did a video on this too, it pushes your energy out which forms a barrier for your pet to come in. So most people get their signs when they're the most relaxed. It's like, well, whatever. And even though your pet is with you 24-7, you know, sometimes they're more overt. It's like having a person in your house, your roommate's with you 24-7, but sometimes you run into them and sometimes you don't. So you can ask your pet to come around at certain times, but allow them to make their choices when they want to give you a sign. Allow them to make the choice of what kind of sign. I mean, think about it. Here's your pet on the other side. He's going... Okay, let's see. I'm done right. Uh, Amanda's sitting down there. Hmm, what am I going to send her today? Let's see. Should I send her goosebumps? Nah, I've already done that. How about three deer? Nah, I already did that routine. How about a leaf in the middle of winter when there's no trees? Hey, that's pretty cool. She'd get that. Let's see. She likes the number three. Where can I dump threes in her so she'll pay attention? And when you allow your openness, that gives your pet so much creativity. It just says... Use all the innovation you want so mom knows. So again, it's about you opening your awareness and expect, what do you mean open my awareness? Tell your pet, I'm looking forward to receiving your signs. I'm believing they're your signs. And you go, well, there you go. Believing what you don't even know is true. You got to open your mind to the belief of it to allow them to show you. It's sort of like if you don't buy a ticket to the lotto, you can't win. So at least open your mind. So if this is real for you skeptics out there, 
you're allowing your pet to come through because if you go, nope, I ain't believing this stuff. It is weird. Mm-mm, not going there. Then your pet's going to go, okay, I'll honor their free will choice until they won't otherwise. Now, remember that. If you're not getting any signs and they're going, sitting up there going, I'm just honoring their free will choice. She said she didn't want to talk to me. She doesn't believe in this stuff. Okay, I'll just sit up here until they open their awareness. Now, the next thing is you can be begging your pet so hard for signs that the pet's going, ease up, chick. Just let me do it at my pace. You're crying so hard. I'm trying to get through, but you're so wired up. You're not noticing. And wouldn't you say that's important, Amanda, that they notice because weren't you easy going and you weren't all fretted up in these times that Dinah sent you your signs? Right. It is when I'm at my most relaxed, definitely. And I think that's why probably nature is a is an ongoing theme because that's when I'm really relaxed, when I'm out in nature. And she knew it and she took advantage of it. Well, let's say she was creative. Let's don't say she took advantage of it. Let's say she was innovative and creative about it. Is there anything, Amanda, that you would impart to our listeners who are going, I don't know about all this stuff? What would you say to them? I would say, give it a try. What would you say as a pet mommy who's got lots of signs? What would you, I, what advice would you give to these folks? I would say the most important thing you can do, and it's something that we can all do, is just to listen to your heart and to your connection with your pet. It's something that only the two of you have shared. And if you open your heart to that and you open your mind to the possibility of connection with them, it's, it really will start to ha- I feel like it'll start to happen. You just have to open your mind and your heart. And that's giving them, giving them permission. You just got to give them permission that your free will choice is, okay, I don't know whether I believe this or not, but I give you permission, if this is real, to come on down and show me your stuff. Wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. So set a time, sit back, ask your pet, and then don't worry him to death with, I need a sign, I need a sign, I need a sign, I need a sign. Go, hey, come on, send me a sign when you're ready and uh, I'll look forward to it. Anything else you want to add, Amanda, and then we'll wrap up our show today. I feel like we've, um, I feel like we've covered, yeah, like you, her signs have kind of run the gamut. <laughs> we've covered several and I'm sure that, I'm sure as time goes on, I'll have more, but, but yeah, I just really want to add that once you have this experience, it's something that you'll treasure. And I think just that alone is worth giving it a try. Yeah. It brings joy to your heart. And I think she said it alone that just, just try it and have patience with your pet because it'll bring you such joy to understand that there is living energy on the other side and life after death does go on as living energy just because you can't see it in the first suit doesn't mean it isn't so i'm going to end on that i'm going to say bye 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 i'm going to invite you over to our youtube channel to see our videos subscribe and check out our archives here you got a question send it to brent at petliferadio.com thanks for listening we'll look forward to seeing you soon bye 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 this time for real Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.